0: This is the. This is the. book. Is the brain. This is the brain language. This is the brain language podcast. Hey everyone, this is Susan Stageman, and I'm calling this a brain language podcast short. It's just a little bit of information that. I think would help people, in this case, it might help people who do what a lot of people call emotional eating. I had a client the other day that I was coaching, and she was talking about how she was focused on studying to present something that she had never presented before. So she was putting a lot of effort and concentrating on how she was going to do this, the words she was going to use, should I memorize it, not memorize it, going over her material. And it made her nervous because she had never done it before. It was a client that she had had over time, but had never done any training. What she complained about was she said, oh, I've, I did all this emotional eating where I just sat there while I was concentrating and focusing on what I was going to say and going over my material and just unconsciously eating a bunch of snacks or potato chips or something like that. And so she calls it emotional eating. And I think a lot of people do. They call it emotional eating. This person is has a goal for losing some weight and being a certain size and so she was complaining to me that she knew what she was doing. She went ahead and did it anyway. And so I explained to her that what happens in the brain and the body when people are under stress. So, regardless of what happens or what's going on, if you happen to be under stress, and stress can be something actually physically stressful or it can be emotional stress. It can be imagined stress or threat. Certain things happen in the body. There are these compounds, or they're steroid hormones called glucocorticoids. And what happens when the body or the mind perceives a threat, the glucocorticoids get dumped into the system. Now, one of these is adrenaline. Adrenaline is epinephrine, And another word for it, epinephrine. But what epinephrine glucocorticoids do is they shift the brain activity from the frontal lobe, the cerebral cortex, back to the hind brain, the amygdala. In fact, what happens oftentimes is the amygdala gets triggered, even sometimes by something that's only imagined. And it starts this process of dumping hormones in to your system that's going to prepare your body to either flee or to fight. So it sends it to the eyes, the extremities, the breathing, the blood vessels, that sort of thing so that you're in optimum position to fight for your life or get out of there. The whole idea of this of your immune system is to protect yourself to preserve the body. So think of it this way. If you're sitting there and you're stressed and concentrating on something and in the back of your mind worried that what is this person going to think? How are they going to receive my training? Are you really focused on what it is that you're doing other than being worried about that? No. In fact, what happens is That perceived stress or anxiety, some people call it, shifts the brain activity from your logical, analytical, rational part of your thinking to the fight or flight syndrome. And when that switches, you're not really thinking about what else you're doing. So a lot of times that quote unquote emotional eating happens when you're focused on something else there's a lot of adrenaline in your system and your amygdala has taken over and is now running the show. In situations where that doesn't happen, your eating is perfectly under control, as would be a lot of other things that some people do when they're under stress or they're distressed. They do unconsciously. Some of it even gets to the place where people pull out their hair Trichotillomania, or they pick their nails, uh, skin around their nails, or they pull their eyebrows out, or something, something like that. I'm not laughing um, because that's a very, very serious situation. I do w- want to say that one of the easiest ways to get back on track is to, especially in this case where the person was sitting there focused and concentrating on how they were going to present something, is to stand up, walk around, breathe deeply, get into a state. Because remember that when you're stressed, your breathing tends to be much shallower. And you can take that back in control again and do deep breathing where you breathe in for the count of 10, hold for the count of 10, breathe out for the count of 10 and do that 10 times, that usually oxygenates the system, slows it down and helps you switch back to the frontal lobe processes and will help you get under control of some other behavior pattern that you're doing unconsciously, such as eating or whatever other things that other people do. So I want you to think about this, that if you're one of those people that quote unquote do emotional eating, what's going on when you're doing that? And I don't mean that you're in some kind of an emotional snit, and you might be, but are you stressed about something else? And I guess you could call that emotional eating. But when you eat or do something repetitive. Behavior like that. It's because stress again switches the brain activity to the hind brain, which is fight or flight. You're not going to be rational and think carefully and analyze your behavior. That's what the frontal lobe does. So just slow down, take your attention off of it for just a minute. I think it's really helpful to sit down and at that point do a well-formed outcome, just write out the answers to the question. And you'll find that by refocusing, you can relax and enjoy the process if you're learning a new speech or whatever, you're, if you're in a learning situation or if it's um, another type of situation that you can, maybe it's even a sales call that you can just relax let the frontal lobe take over again, and you'll stop doing those repetitive behaviors that get in your way of getting things that you want. I hope this little short has been helpful to you. Please let me know. You can contact me through Buzzsprout. That's where the website for this podcast is, or you can go to my website, which is nlptrainingconcepts.com, and simply send me a email from there, susan at nlptrainingconcepts.com. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Brain Language Podcast. Subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite listening platform to keep up with our newest episode. Be sure to visit our website, www.nlptrainingconcepts.com nlptrainingconcepts.com and find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter by searching NLP Training Concepts to keep up with free resources, upcoming training, and fantastic content. Thank you for joining us and taking our minds to the next level. We'll see you next time.